Tyson Fresh Meats, we count on our team members, their families, and this community. And they count on us. We're committed to taking additional precautions to protect our team. Their work helps keep America fed. To the independent farmers and ranchers, to the team members at our food processing facilities, the grocers who've kept their doors open, and to the restaurants sending meals to our homes. We're with you. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? This is Dean, Dean Seriano for if you want to get all technical on me. We're talking sports card grinders today. Uh, yeah, no DFS going on currently, at least not major sports, of course, some other sports as well. And right around the corner, baseball, basketball, hopefully uh, will be coming up. Today, we're going to be talking some sports cards grinders. Well, that's the name of the show. We're talking sports cards. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking with grinders. How about that? There you go. Seamless segue to my... Uh, my, my panel uh, joining me today to talk about some sports cards, batting first, batting leadoff. It's one Brennan Ruby. Uh, today we're going to be opening up or unboxing a Panini 2019-2020 Prism basketball box break uh, for some contest winners. Winners, we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, Brennan, welcome to the show. We're talking some sports cards. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's uh, it's uh, it's an exciting time hearing some buzz from all the leagues that, that teams are back in facilities. And I think uh, – We'll be we'll be seeing live action here soon. I sure hope so. Baby steps, right? Hopefully yeah. around the corner soon enough. Uh, also joining us, Josh Masaki. Uh, Josh, I was just reading your article pre-show. We'll delve into it later on. You were talking about. Well, I have Simon's article up right now. We'll talk to Simon in just a second. But your article was a uh, basketball oriented, correct? Under the assumption, yep. under the hope that we'll uh, again we're working in the operation that these sports are coming around soon enough, sooner than later. But uh, Josh, are we are we ready to talk some sports cards today? Yeah, it's exciting. I've been seeing, you know, on social media, some uh, pictures of players at facilities. I think I uh, the latest one I saw was uh, some Magic players uh, at the facility working out. So I, hopefully we're getting close. Uh, it'll, it'll be a, an exciting time for just sports in general, but also the card market. And uh, we've got some exciting stuff to talk about today, too. Yeah, some exciting stuff to talk about, some exciting giveaways as well, too. And that brings in Simon. Uh, you guys know Simon for some previous videos as well, too, when it comes to this realm. Uh, what are we unboxing today, Simon, and how uh, we're giving away? We're giving away some cards that we're unboxing. And how did people come about actually uh, winning this stuff? Well, we're giving away nine packs uh, to our members who subscribe to the sports card uh, investor.com market mover subscription. We're going to be giving uh, nine packs away to those guys. We have their names here in a randomizer and we're going to uh, randomize that list and select the nine people who are going to win that. But we also have uh, one lucky winner who's going to be able to win in our RG Discord in the sports card channel. Uh, We're going to ask a trivia question towards the end of the show and you'll have an opportunity to be the first person to answer it correctly and win a pack of cards. So make sure you're in that RG Discord right now in the sports card channel. So you can participate in that. Uh, 20% off your first payment of any subscription there, sportscardinvestor.com using the promo code grinders. Uh, I asked you this before the show, Simon, I believe you said the the value of that box is somewhere around what, $250 or so there's 10 packs in there. So it's essentially like a $25 value. Does that sound about right? Yeah, we bought this one for two twenty, probably about a month ago or so. So it's probably up in that two fifty range by now, maybe even higher. I haven't uh, I haven't looked on eBay for 
Uh, it's, it's a mega box. I haven't looked on eBay uh, for a while for one, but I would imagine it's in that range. Josh, what's the car we're looking for? What, what, do, we want, what do we want to come out of there? What's the best car? Uh, we want a Zion Silver. So what's want. the going rate for the Zion Silver? Uh, you can sell it raw for over 500. Um, if it grades at a PSA 10, several thousand, two, three thousand. So why would somebody sell it raw? They, if they if they just they're not confident it's on a PSA ten. Uh, yeah, if the centering's off or there's some kind of issue, they would just sell it raw, or they don't want to take the time to grade it. You know, they just want the money right now. So when you're buying cards, are you more apt to buy cards if they have a PSA grading? I like trying to buy raw cheaper and grade myself. That's kind of what I'm into right now, but investors they they don't want to go through that process they're just going to buy the graded cards there's a certain value in that i suppose certain upside and certain potential downside is is a risk reward that's what it sounds like yeah if you can buy raw and you know it's in good enough condition to grade at a 10 with any of the companies you're you're due to make a significant profit most likely how about yourself, Brandon? Do you have a similar similar strategy as far as, uh, you know, if you want a PSA or not PSA, is it worth paying for the upgrade? Is it worth getting your car graded and potentially it's not graded at 10 and all of a sudden it's worth less than you thought it would be? Yeah, so I I will do a little bit of both, uh, especially the older cards like Curry rookies, LeBron rookies, or their second year cards. You would imagine that so much time has gone by that if they were in good shape, they would have been graded. So you're probably better off with the older cards just going on and getting something that's already graded. Now, if it's newer, yeah, you can look at the pictures, and if you think it's a good bet, um, with a lot of the newer stuff, you need a 10 to really pay off your value, but nines will break you even at least and you know save the value as time goes on and protect the card. So with the newer stuff, you really are looking for a 10. It's a little bit of a gamble, but for the older stuff – if it was in good shape, it probably would have been graded by now. So you're better off probably just sticking to something graded with the older stuff. Simon, how's our randomizer looking? Are we doing that right now on the fly? Have you already taken care of it? Yeah, let's do it right now. Uh, right. Devin, Make sure it's on the up and up, you know, just one one <laughs> shot, one shot only. Yep, yep. Don't want any shadiness. Uh, Devin, if you can call up the screen share. Uh, you can see all these uh, all these names are the sports card investor names. So when they, subscri- uh, when they signed up for their subscription, this is their username on Sports Card Investor. So as you can see, we got about 35 names in here. And we're going to uh, do a randomizer. And when the list comes up, we're going to take the top nine people on that list. And those will be the ones that we open the packs for at the end of the show. So let's do randomize. All right. Uh, and the 10th, of course, the 10th pack is going to be given away once again if you guys jump in the uh, the Roto-Runners Discord. I don't believe you have to be a premium member here at RG either. Just jump in there, and uh, you're the first person to answer a trivia question that Simon's going to ask. And, yeah, uh, you, you already have that on layaway, right? Just all you got to do is hit click, I suppose? Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have the uh, I have the list here now. Like, uh, I'm imagining uh, it's up on the screen right now, and people can see it. Uh Number one, I'll read through these names real quick, uh, if I can. Kopi Sedic, uh, Behemoth DFS, MSD820, Gundala, Tailry20. It's not so easy being a host sometimes, is it, <laughs> Yeah, no, these names, man. Uh, Sagag Ineni. <laughs> it's on the screen. Wustenfuchs, <laughs> uh, 
Ababamian24 and uh, G Sports 33. So those are our nine names from the uh, sports card investor subscription signups that are going to uh, be getting a pack at the end of the show that we'll be opening for them. And then, as Dean mentioned a few minutes ago, we'll be giving away that final pack to someone who answers a trivia question correctly at the uh, we'll put it in there when we get to the box break. It'll be regarding what you hear on the show today. All right. So each one of you guys are, have, a, have a player targeted for as far as the NFL when it comes to uh, – I'm just on the idea of strength of schedule. And, Simon, I'm going to start with you because I have your, your article up right now. And based upon strength of schedule, some of the cards, some of the players that you're interested in. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ignore number – you have five players listed. Number five <laughs> happens to be Mitch Trubisky. We're going to pretend like that's not on there. <laughs> you're talking value. You're talking price and cost, you know. Everything has a, you know, he's, he's probably cheaper, I assume. But uh, based upon strength of schedule, sell me on a, a player and, and then what card I may want to uh, attack uh, for this upcoming NFL season. All right. Well, we have the, uh, the uh, Warren Sharp's strength of schedule graph up. Uh, looking at the Colts have, looks like by a significant margin, the easiest schedule coming up this season, according to this uh, Warren Sharp chart. Um, the, the player that I'm most interested in, cause I'm not interested in Phillip rivers is Baker Mayfield. Um, at number three here, uh, Baker Mayfield is in a situation where he has a new coaching staff, a new front office. Uh, Odell Beckham was hurt for most of last season. He's in a better situation going into this season. And I think the hype that went into him going into last season should be should be going into him this season instead. The schedule looks a lot easier than he had last season, and I just think overall uh, it's a guy that you want to keep an eye on when it comes to sports cards especially. Uh, I'd probably be drafting him in, uh, in best ball leagues as well, though. Brennan, Josh, anybody want to confirm or deny? Anybody want to take a side up uh, as far as his recommendation here? I'll take your silence for confirmation, (laughs) indifference. The Browns are always tricky, but he certainly has weapons and the pedigree to to really pay off. So if you're looking for a buy low opportunity right now, it's probably the time because so far he's underperformed. So um, being from Columbus, Ohio, I had a lot of Browns friends and it didn't look very fun to root for them. But uh, yeah, he's he's certainly got the pedigree and uh, the requisite weapons to put together a pretty nice season, which should help out his guard values, uh, especially in light of a really soft schedule, um, at least an expected soft schedule. Yeah, I, I was talking to this, about Simon of this off air, and I was like, I, I don't think it's nothing, but I don't know how much the value strength of schedule. And maybe I don't come at it from a cards perspective, just sort of like a fantasy perspective. And, mm-hmm. well, you know, we don't definitively know who's good and definitive, who's definitively bad, you know, before the season starts. We have certainly ideas, and we also can't predict some injuries too, but uh, – I guess that's sort of like the way you phrased it too. Like it's not nothing. How much do you value straight the schedule? I, I so me personally, I um, I give it. I use it as a nice benchmark to start the season, and because that's all the information we have really. Um, and then as the season goes along, you kind of adjust those benchmarks and those baselines. So. I waited a lot at the beginning of the season, but as we have more information, if someone was expected to have an easy schedule and it's looking tougher, um, you know, I'll adjust off that. So I think when you start week one, it's the best information you have. And then as you move into the season, it loses a little bit of weight. But um, right now we got a 
we got to invest and collect off of what we know. And that's the best information right now. Uh, Josh, it looks like I see your name. It looks like you want to give me a, a bylaw opportunity as well. And also, if you have any thoughts to elaborate or kind of add to as far as create the schedule as well, feel free. Yeah, but I would agree with uh, Baker. Um, he's a good bylaw. Coming into last season, he was uh, a really hot product. And he has most of the same weapons. You know, the strength of schedule plays in his favor to start. And if he had, starts out well, first couple games, his prices could uh, go higher than the level they were at uh, in the preseason last last year. Um, so I would agree. He's I don't, he's not that expensive, so it's pretty low risk to buy low. Um, for what do you know off the top of your head, like what, what his price or what what it was last year, what it is now, like what percent did it drop, give or take? I know it depends uh, on the card. I, I couldn't give you a well, his, yeah. it, it dropped a lot. <laughs> I know that. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I would add uh, right now I got up the, uh, the prism football 2008 uh, PSA 10 chart and you can see in the last week or so it's had, it's had a bit of a jump in, in value, but in the beginning of February, it was at around 67 bucks. You could get this card for, which is a, a crazy price. So that kind of gives you an idea of how how low he fell by the end of the year. At the beginning of the year, with the hype he was getting, I would imagine he was yeah probably closer to uh, the 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 level he's at now, one eighty one or or higher. All right, Josh, uh, your guy is also a buy low. Sell me on your boy. Yeah, uh, Roethlisberger played two games last year. We all know that situation. Um, he is pretty low for the pedigree of the kind of player he is. He's um, under $300, I think, for his PSA 10 rookie. Um, He appears to be healthy coming back into the season, virtually the same – same weapons, you know. You see that picture um, with the beard, though. Is that not throwing yeah. you off a little bit, or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll help him a little bit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but Juju, Juju's really good. He, you know, had a terrible year last year, but he should bounce back. They their first pick in the second round was a wide receiver. Um, I just think he's got uh, a low enough price and a high enough ceiling. He's he's a Hall of Famer. Um, kind of what I touched on with my NBA article this week, Hall of Fame probability. He's a no doubt Hall of Famer. So um, good buy low for long-term investment. Explain that. Uh, since you brought it up, expand on the whole idea of a Hall of Fame uh, you know, possibility. Yeah, it's just Hall of Famers. Their cards are not ever going to just plummet. Hall of Famers are you know, most likely going to see a gradual increase up until at least the announcement that they're going into the Hall of Fame. After the Hall of Fame – I've seen trends where some, you know, kind of taper off, but they're never going to go down to zero. Like they're never going to just fall off the face of the earth. So up until they get announced for the Hall of Fame, in my eyes, they're, they're good long-term. Brandon, you on board with the big Ben as well? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's the opportunity to, to attack him. Um, we know he's had some big years. He's pretty volatile and that's what you want. Uh, when you're looking for big returns. So if he comes out and has one of those, uh, you know, vintage Ben Roethlisberger seasons, uh, yeah, it could pay off uh, really, really well. And I agree on Schuster. He's He underperformed last year. He could really pop off this year. All right. See Big Ben and raise him. What do you got? 
<laughs> I got Dak Prescott. And now this certainly isn't a buy low opportunity. His price has come up quite a bit since the draft, uh, since they took CD lamb, but you know, as we release these uh, strength of schedules, Dak has one of the easiest uh, schedules from a quarterback perspective. Uh, and so I think you have to look at that and think that if he's got a new mm-hmm. weapon, uh, then, you know, in an easy schedule, he could really pop off. I actually think that uh, his October schedule is very soft. So if you're looking for a quick turnaround, if he gets hot in October, you can sell him at the end of a three or four game run. Uh, that'd be a big deal. Um, we also ran some market cap numbers today. I don't know if we can get it on the screen, but um, I had previously run some market cap numbers for LeBron James. And basically what I did was I took the average uh, card price and multiplied it by the PSA population. Uh, in this case, I did it for Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. And Dak Prescott for his PSA 9 and PSA 10 prism in 2016 comes in at $299,000. And you can compare that to Deshaun Watson's 2017 Prism card, which comes in at 649000 And, you know, when you first look at their prices, Dak Prescott's PSA 10 is 381 Deshaun Watson's PSA 10 is 399 You might think, okay, they're pretty evenly valued. But Deshaun Watson has uh, over 1,500 PSA 10s in, in population versus just 758 for Dak Prescott. So, while we are buying on it on its way up, I think there's still room to grow for Dak. And he's young enough that I think that even if he falters, maybe the rookie wide receiver doesn't quite get in the league as quickly as possible. You've got enough runway that he could continue to have some moments later in his career where you get back to even and possibly a, a quite a big return. So I like Dak. Uh, I would have loved to get him before the draft, but um, that's just gambling. No one knew they were going to take CD Lamb where they did. So um, I like Dak even after this run up. Uh, a couple of things. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. Did he, did he take a hit with uh, Bill O'Brien's overall buffoonery, the, the loss uh, of Hopkins? I assume that hurt him. Uh, you got to think it has to. Fortunately for Deshaun Watson, he gets a lot of his value from his legs. So, like, I think he loses a bit less. But I think Deshaun Watson is is one of the best you know wide receivers in the league, and to lose him is a big deal. Um, now, you know. Does that hurt his long-term value? Probably not. But in the short term, uh, it's got to hurt because you have to expect that his his um, you know his chemistry with Deshaun Watson is not going to just automatically translate to whoever his new number one is going to be. So, uh, yeah, I do think it hurts him at least here in the short term. I mean, they added Cooks, they added Cobb, they had there's some reserves, but like Hopkins, yeah, top five receiver in the league. And you were talking about the PSAs in circulation. Expand on that thought for a novice like me. Uh, one guy is fifteen hundred. One guy is seven fifty. It's just the idea is like somebody thinks that they're good enough or justified, like go out there and get the PSA, like that sort of, how does that, how does that work? Well, why is there two times as many of one player? Sure. So if you go to PSA's website, um, you can actually look up the PSA population for any card that they've graded. So as cards come in and as they grade them and put them in slabs, they add that number to their site. So um, if you think about, you know, how many of their cards are out in the population in circulation. Deshaun Watson has 1,548 PSA 10s in houses, boxes, on shelves somewhere versus just 758 for Dak Prescott. So, you know, while their prices are similar, the population is different and it's where the supply meets the demand, right? The supply for Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. is, you know, less than half of the supply for Deshaun Watson. So if the demand goes up, 
at the same level or above, you'd have to expect his price to get up there past the 399 for Deshaun Watson. So it's a supply and demand thing. And uh, all you really need to calculate these market caps is how many are out there, which is from the PSA website, and the average price, which is a really good um, you know, use case for the market movers tool that we have partnered with. Um, you can get pretty much the average price for any card out there that you want. Uh, and so that's it's kind of this, this similar... It's a similar concept to a market cap of a stock or a company in the stock market. You have the stock price and you have the number of shares outstanding. And so that's kind of where uh, we're going with it with this market cap concept. Anybody else have anything to add as far as NFL or player? They might like, I know we hello you guys just the one, but uh, feel free to chime in. Otherwise, otherwise, we'll move on and talk about some basketball. I will, um, I'll just say I originally looked at Drew Brees as, a, as an option here. His prices seem fair, but uh, Josh just talked about the Hall of Fame probability. I mean, of, of the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, he's pretty much up there. So uh, if you're looking to grab a Hall of Famer at the end of their career, looking for a good value on Drew Brees might be a good idea because he, regardless of what he does in the last couple of few years of his career, he has cemented himself as, as one of the best quarterbacks I think we've ever seen. I'm just curious now, like Cam, like what are people doing with Cam Newton? Risk reward? Like, is anybody, is it, is that a, is it a buy? Is it a sell? Is just kind of yeah, keep an I, eye on? I, I've been looking at, there's not a ton on eBay. I've been looking at buying some raw cam. They're really cheap. Like I saw a Bowman Chrome gold for like $20. Um, it was off center. So I passed, but <laughs> um, yeah, if the Patriots signed Cam and he makes it to playoffs or wins a Super Bowl, he's, you know, huge investment potential right there. Yeah, I was looking at a pre-show as far as the odds, the projected odds. This is like 10 days ago, so take it for what it's worth. But uh, as far as the odds where they're going to go, I think New England and Jacksonville were the one-two for Cam. And I don't know if he's going to go either one of those places. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes somewhere off the board. But all right, let's pivot. Let's talk some basketball. Uh, you know, again, under the assumption that basketball is right around the corner, it's going to be happening at some time soon. And uh, Josh, you wrote an, order, uh, an article here, top five players at Target. Uh, before the NBA playoffs starts. And I presume one of the guys you're highlighting happy, happens to land in this uh, article as well, too. So who would you like to feature? Um, so Donovan Mitchell is a guy that I'm looking at. He, if the playoffs started today, they'd have a 4-5 matchup against the Thunder. Um, I think the Jazz are favored in that matchup. And uh, – the way it works out, if they got to the second round, they'd most likely be facing the Lakers if the Lakers get by the Grizzlies. So, if yeah. you know, make yeah, <laughs> making it to the second round, uh, tons of eyes on Laker, all the Laker games. So more eyes on Mitchell. It puts up some big games against the the Lakers. Card prices will continue to go up. Was um, his card affected at all by uh, the, the deal with Rudy Gobert? Like apparently they weren't, uh, you know, the whole coronavirus tie-in, and, and like he got. Apparently there was some kind of spatter. They weren't yeah, getting along. I've seen both reports. There's you know issues, and then I've seen on social media where they both kind of squashed it. But it, his cards dipped a little just because of the shutdown. Like everybody, all all the other players' cards, but they're trending back up and you know, makes it to the second round, has some good games, they'll, they'll keep going up. Simon, I haven't talked to you in a while, and your player, uh, we kind of mentioned his team, so sell me on somebody. It's a rookie. Yeah, I'm going for uh, Ja Morant, um, mainly because I like that, obviously, he's he's still in the in the hunt in the playoffs here, and uh, I think he has, you know, uh, rookie of the year potential. But if you look at his chart, um, 
you notice that the trend is down right now, which which is a little bit unusual for a player uh, with the catalyst that he has coming up. So I think it's a good time to buy this card, especially if you compare his card to uh, Zion. Zion's card is just like a straight shot to the to the moon. So uh, John Morant's card here is uh, looking like a good a good buy this card specifically this chart is for the uh, uh, the prism basketball uh, silver PSA 10 I'm doing a quick search uh, I was looking for odds for rookie of the year and I couldn't find it on the I was on the DK sports book you guys happen to have it in front of you as far as who's projected it's just off the board because it's probably going to be John uh, yeah I haven't seen odds but I think he, I mean, pretty much everyone's given it to him at this point. I think if Zion had had more games mm-hmm. at the end of the season to try to catch up, that absolutely might have happened. But with as many games as Zion missed, I, yeah, I don't think it's really a competition um, at this point. So it's a little bit disappointing we didn't get to see that race. But I think John Morant, especially with his team in the playoffs, will probably get that. And it's it's almost probably a sure thing at this point. Yeah, I mean, I know some people were trying to buy uh, shares of Zion, and like you said, he, they they had a chance to close in on Memphis as well too, I believe. Not just racking up those points, but to, you know, jumping in the uh, the playoff race too. Um, but that's probably not going to happen. I, I hate wildly speculating, but it seems like a you know, if basketball comes back, and I presume it's going to come back in some form, uh, a good portion, if not all, the regular season is going to be chopped off. Is that kind of essentially what we believe? Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, it makes sense to me. I, I um I think we've heard that they would need a four to six week ramp up even before a playoff started. And they're shooting to start the 2020 season in December. So if you think about having a little over six months to get all of that in, it's probably hard to play much of a regular season after this. Yeah, uh, we had this conversation off air, and sure, let's bring it on here. Why not? Uh, as potential guys, uh, by low players that might benefit from the big break uh, as far as coming back from injury, and uh, you know, Josh, the first one I thought of, I, I, I was thinking about was Durant and Irving, and I think if it's either both of them or none of them, and you know, Woj, uh, you know, the NBA authority basically and everything came out and said like Durant's not coming back, and the GM uh, Sean Marks said. I wouldn't rule it out just yet. So in Vegas, uh, last uh, DK, DK Sportsbook, I believe, has that 60-1 to 1 as far as Brooklyn winning the titles here. So they don't seem terribly scared of the prospect. I mean, if they get they do come back, maybe they probably can't beat whatever L.A. team comes out of the West. Mm. Um, your thoughts as far as that or maybe anybody else that's uh, worth keeping an eye on as far as maybe healed up, uh, you know, w- as far as their injury and uh, yeah, when they come back? I would be I would be shocked if Durant and Kyrie played. There's really no – no upside. They're not. They're not going to make a run in the playoffs. So why, why even risk it? Especially Durant coming from back from that kind of injury, um, which does leave an opening on the Nets for Karis LeVert to have a lot of opportunity in the playoffs. So he could have some nice games. You could see a spike in his prices for for a quick flip. I don't. I don't know if he's a long term hold, but you know, by now a couple good games you could make a quick profit on him um there's some other players i think ben simmons is 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 healthy so he's kind of he's kind of set i mean he's um his prices have been kind of flat so if they make a run his prices could go up too the uh, the regular season for the nba basically means nothing like the best teams all the all the good teams these pretty decent teams are gonna make the playoffs but 
That said, the Philadelphia being in the sixth spot in the East is thoroughly disappointing, man. Uh, coming into this year, we thought they'd be much better. And, you know, they were they had a lot of issues with injuries as well, too. But just kind of taking a look here as far as the schedule, and I guess they would line up with uh, a Boston if they didn't play any more games left and they all of a sudden just jumped right to the playoffs or something like that. Again, who really knows how that's going to play out. Uh, Simon, you got anybody for me as far as keeping an eye on injury-wise? Um, I, I would uh, go with Simmons, too, and I hope he does well. Uh, Cam, uh, Roto-Grinders founder, and I did a box break uh, a few weeks ago, and I actually, actually got this card out of it. So, cool. yeah, so that's a nice uh, a nice. Oh, he's card. not shooting at three. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good Surprising. hit. So, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping for him, too. So. Uh, What's that worth? What's that card worth? You're holding up. Ah man, I think it was like a uh, 400, and this is what? raw. Yeah, raw. So after it gets, uh, if I send it in to get graded, um, not sure if I. Well, the centering looks pretty good, so I might, I might actually send it in to get graded. So that would significantly raise that price on it. If your card's off centered, is it worth like not getting it graded, like out <laughs> of fear, or is it just like everybody knows it's not, it's not centered correctly? So, like, what's the strategy there? Um. Oh, go, go ahead, Josh. It really depends on the card. I mean, LeBron rookies, the top Chrome rookie for LeBron, that whole set had centering issues. So that's that makes the PSA 10 and the top Chrome of LeBron's rookie year set really rare. But even a PSA 7, PSA 8 that's off center is still a couple thousand dollars uh, graded. So it really depends on the card. Yeah, I, I never understood how they have these off-centered issues. Like, they have these factories. They can't line it up perfectly. Why can't they do 50-50 distribution? How is this so hard? It's, like, <laughs> it's just 2020, right? Like, why can't we figure this out in the factories? Well, uh, yeah. Brent, Brennan could probably answer that because there's, <laughs> there's a lot more population of those PSA 10s uh, okay. going around for, for prisms, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um you would think that they could get it spot on every time. I think it's a combination of, uh, I think if I understand it correctly, they're printed in big sheets and then cut. So I don't know if they come down the line so quickly that they're not always aligned how they should. And um, it could also potentially be that people don't want everything to come out of PSA 10. So maybe they're baking in some that makes sense. so that um, we're not flooding the market with PSA 10s and then they lose their value. So um, I-, I think, there's probably, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, but, uh, you know, centering isn't the only thing that affects grading edges, corners, uh, you know, surface, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you would think they could get it perfect, but I think, uh, part of it's intentional and part of it is, um, they're more focused on getting them out quickly, uh, than getting them out perfectly considering how much demand there is right now. Yeah, I don't know how much it changed over the years, but like for sure, back in the day, it was just a bunch of sheets they cut them up, and like like, like the way you're describing them. And uh, I guess that makes sense to kind of bake it in. Like you don't want every card to be perfect, right? Yeah. Unless, kind of, unless you're the one pulling them, unless you're yeah. the one opening packs, you want yours. To be, <laughs> you want yours to be perfect. Nobody else's. We'll be pulling some cards in a second. Once again, uh, we're opening up a box for Panini 2019-2020 Prism Basketball in just a second, and we're giving those cards away to the first nine packs away to uh, the names that were already uh, picked. I'm not sure if they're going to be uh, – Simon, I'm sure that will be posted somewhere. I mean, if everybody's not watching, they'll, they'll be contacted, I would imagine, yes? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post them in uh, in that Discord channel. And um, and we'll be contacting the winners. We have their email addresses associated with those usernames too. So we'll be, we'll be contacting them. 
uh, for their shipping addresses so we can ship these out to them. You know they want to open up by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's more fun that's, for us if we get to open it. We're just being selfish. <laughs> yeah, like I, I buy these boxes to open them, not to, not to give the packs away. You'd, you'd be surprised, Dean. That's like a huge, huge market right now. People just buying packs online from other people mm-hmm. just so the other person can watch their stuff being opened by somebody else. Wait, so like a celebrity opening up for him? I, well, no, just, this. there's there's breakers. That's that's a thing. Like guys are on Instagram and Facebook. You you buy the product from them. They open your product on camera and ship the good cards to you, and you know keep the base cards or donate the base cards. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, a I, it's I'm a curious. huge thing right now. Yeah, I was not aware of this at all. I didn't know this was a thing. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a sporting event, you know, like without sports, it's like, uh, like everybody's watching together. And if, if somebody gets a big score, it's, uh, you know, everybody celebrates. It's just a cool thing. Yeah. When you're up, it's like, oh, you get excited to watch, I suppose. Like, aside, are you going to make it dramatic? Like how are you going to like one? You got to do it really slowly. I don't know. I'm going to try to make it so that the camera can actually see the card. So I'm going to be concentrating on that. (laughs) I think that's important too. And we're teasing it. And we should say that though, of course we mentioned already once, but if you guys are joining us late, the 10th pack, Simon, uh, it goes to the person that can answer your trivia question in the discord. Um, in the Rotor Runners Discord channel, uh, I don't know if you have sent that in there just yet. Is this one that's going to be easily, easily Googleable? 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 Nope, nope, nope. It's uh, specific to uh, what we've been talking about in in the show so far up to this point. Oh, well, there you go. Just yeah. basically just rewarding somebody for paying attention. Yeah, it's uh, a viewer comprehension uh, <laughs> question. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be opening that up in just a second. Before we do so, I don't want to slight you, Brennan. Uh, and of course not, because you want to sell me on a player that's on my team. So uh, you already got me, but get everybody, get everybody else. All right. So uh, I'm thinking you're talking about Bam Adebayo here. And uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Bam because of a couple of things. So I'm going to give – I'm a stats guy, so I'm going to give you guys a couple of stats. Uh, for the 2017 draft class, uh, Donovan Mitchell leads uh, that group with a 6.5 value over replacement followed by Jason Tatum at 6.2, and then Bam Adebayo comes in at third at 5.6. The next closest is Jared Allen at four. So Bam Adebayo, from a value over replacement standpoint, is right up there with Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, who are getting quite a bit more, uh, you know, demand and quite a bit more, uh, you know, uh, sun right now in terms of, of market demand and just overall credentials and all that kind of stuff. Bam Adebayo actually leads that group in box score plus minus and win shares uh, per 48. So uh, needless to say, Bam Adebayo has been almost as good or as good as both Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. Uh, and I think the reason why Bam Adebayo's prices haven't caught up is one, he's a big man, which we know in uh, sports card investing, big men typically get a discount just because they don't do the the fancy things like you know, ISOing guys, crossing them over, shooting threes, um, and they don't pass a lot. But the thing is, Bam Adebayo is actually a really good passer. I believe this season he averaged uh, 5.1 assists and 2.8 turnovers uh, to go with 16 boards and 10 uh, rebounds. And, you know, to go a little bit of a narrative street here, Dwayne Wade came out in an interview and said that Bam Adebayo is going to be the face of the Heat moving forward. Now that he's retired, Bam has taken that throne. And if that's the case, um, I think Bam's going to have a very good career. He's a very good player already. And I think it's only a matter of time before he kind of catapults himself into that 
uh, top tier of, of young players in this league. So I'm a big fan of Bam Adebayo. I don't think that the, the usual big men rules apply to him, uh, similar to Zion and Nikola Jokic. They have things that make them kind of uh, go past the traditional big man stigma. And uh, I think Bam Adebayo over the next few years is really going to put himself uh, in that conversation. Huge fan. Just wait until he develops that three. It's coming, I'm told. <laughs> He's trying. Yeah, it's, a, it's something he's been working on, and maybe I'm just being optimistic as a Heat fan. And hopefully, he can step back and bang that three for sure. Yeah. Uh, that would make him much more uh, appealing from a basketball perspective and from a sports collecting uh, perspective as well. Uh, Josh, do you have any thoughts? Since we were talking about this earlier, I'm not sure if, was, if you're in that conversation as far as uh, who benefits from this big break. Uh, because with the Lakers, I was looking at it. I think the second oldest team in the league. Houston's the oldest team in the league. The, the, the Clippers are fairly young. Uh, is, do you think there's a team that benefits from this big break and if we come back in a month and a half, whatever it may be, as far as winning the title, or is that just sort of up to interpretation? You get the results and you can kind of like retroactively say like, well, see, that's why. Yeah. Or it's- I don't know. It's hard to say. I, you would imagine in today's, you know, today's professional athlete, most of them have places, you know, even at home where they're, they've been working out this whole time. Um, it's not like, the seventies and eighties where they're, you know, smoking cigarettes in the locker room. These, these guys are, these are it's not the, an exaggeration. Yeah. These guys are professional athletes, multimillionaires, billion dollar businesses. These guys are keep for the most part, uh, keeping their bodies in tune. Um, maybe the, the older teams might have fresher legs, maybe. Um, but um, I think it's really hard to say given the, the break, but most guys should be at least in shape, not, not in basketball shape, you know, timing and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. their body should be at least be in shape. Yeah. Personal trainers, some of personal chefs, I'm sure you have definitely, you know, they, they can benefit from it. Uh, thoughts, uh, Simon or Brennan, anybody want to expand on that? Go ahead, Brennan, if you got anything. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think Josh hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, I will say that uh, that the the Clippers actually are having three hour team workouts over Zoom. So I'm assuming they're going to be more than anyone in shape and ready to go. And, and like you guys said, they're a pretty young team um, outside of Lou Williams, who must be like 55 years old at this point. Never going to retire. But um, yeah, I think that the teams that are going to prevail are the ones with good leadership. And, um, you know, like Josh said, the, the resources available to them to work out during this time, a lot of the younger guys live in condos and apartments. So a lot of the young guys probably will have a hard time doing that, but, um, Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, uh, I will say the Boston Celtics were beat up before this hiatus and they're all healthy now. So, uh, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker were both beat up. They're healthy now. So that Philly Boston series should be a really good one with everybody healthy for sure. Simon, are you prepped? Are you ready, ready to move on and uh, open these packs up and mail them out? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to read the question right before I drop it in the Discord here. There's about a few second delay, so they'll probably be hearing it as they're seeing it in the Discord around the same time or a little bit earlier. Who is Josh's NFL player to target based on schedule? I'm dropping that in five, Ooh. four, three, two, one. All right. It's been dropped in the Discord. We'll let the sharks 
Can I answer? Meeting frenzy begin. There? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'll give a yeah. We definitely talked. Well, yeah. We it's not Dak Prescott. We talked about two other guys who kind of featured. There you go. I gave you guys a little bit of a hint, and maybe some people are just going to click rewind now, Simon. I'm just going to be like, well, which one hey, was it? Whoever gets there first, man. <laughs> this person may or may not have a beard. That's uh, he may look pretty burly these days, but uh, let's move on. Simon, we're gonna open some boxes here. Uh, not boxes, it's singular. We're gonna open uh, you know, some packs out of the box. So, uh, again, that's the Panini 2019 2020 Prism Basketball. All right, we uh, uh, we have a winner, it's Aaron Rasmus. He there you uh, go. He answered correctly with Big Ben. There so you go. I uh, think gonna get the I see, uh, yeah, Big Mike. I see a big mic with that, yeah. Uh-oh. How <laughs> I see Big Ben. You don't see Big Ben in that? Well, no, above that. A couple above that. Yeah, above that. that. Was, Big oh, Mike, no. 198069. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You're right, dude. Yep. Overruled, Big, Simon. Overruled. Yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you must have answered as I was uh, after we'll, I we'll, spoke it. So. We'll just yeah. cut the we'll cut the cards yeah. in half and send uh, <laughs> one half to each. Until they get off-center. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a All good right. portion Sorry. of them. Sorry uh, about that, Aaron. <laughs> We'll send him out a t-shirt or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, false alarm. Sorry, Aaron. Uh, give him the home. We'll give him the home version of this game. How about that? Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll give consolation you, we'll, we'll prize. Give you a t-shirt, Aaron. You can you can send me your uh, your address. <laughs> uh, uh, Simon, do we have the first? Uh, do we have the first pack? Uh, all, all fired up? Uh, not yet. Let me uh, switch cameras here. Okay. The first pack uh, goes to uh, Copacetic. I believe I'm saying that's correctly. So there you go. There is the box. It looks all lovely. I'm um, seeing there in the camera. Uh, as Simon is setting this up, let's see. Uh, Brennan, what do you have for me? Give me, give me a sleeper card. You know, we held you just to one as far as basketball. So, so give me, give me somebody else that's a, a card that you're, uh, you're bullish on right now, or just sure. a player. I'll, I'll give you a super sleeper. It's definitely going to be a, a quick uh, flip. Uh, and I don't think I've said this on any of the shows yet. I'm a big Michael Porter Jr. fan, so that I mean I think it's kind of obvious. It's, he's not a, a crazy name, but Malik Beasley, who used to play for the Denver Nuggets, mm. is now with Minnesota. And if you look at his splits from when he left Denver to to start in Minnesota, he was scoring I think something like 24 points a game, taking like eight to ten threes. And he's a good player. He was just always buried in Denver. Now, do I think he's going to go on and have a Hall of Fame career? Probably not. Will it be a multi-time All Star? Probably not, but you can probably get his cards very cheap, and he might average close to, if not over, 20 next year. For a Minnesota team that got rid of Wiggins and now has Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and and some competent players. Uh, Hernan Gomez came over from Denver as well. So I'm a big fan of Malik Beasley. Um, I think he's just kind of been waiting for a, a chance to get minutes, and he might, he might pay off at very cheap prices. One of the things I used to say is if like basketball was a 10 on 10 game and not a five on five game, the Nuggets would be like one of the best teams in the league <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they were so deep. And of course they lost some of their pieces and what's going on there at Porter jr. Is it just a, uh, I mean, does Malone hate him? Is he afraid of him getting injured again? Uh, is it a combination of the two? Because he's definitely shown some flashes where he's been amazing. Uh, the talent's definitely there. It's, it's a good question. I wish I could ask, uh, uh, you know, Mike Malone why he didn't give him more minutes. But um, I'll say this. Michael Porter Jr. has done a lot of things to take care of his back. He's got some fancy, like, back braces and massage-type uh, situations at home. So, um, you know, as far as I know, he's healthy and his back's not bothering him. So it might just be a scenario where there's just still too many wings out there. They've got two bigs and Jokic and Plumlee, uh, Will Barton. They love Monte Morris out there, Jamal Murray. So, 
like you said, if it was 10 on 10, they'd be great. But, uh, you know, he might have been dealing with some conditioning things as well. Rookies or first-year guys typically. I mean, he's a second-year guy. That's his first full season. He might have just been getting fatigued. So uh, hopefully he'll start to see some minutes here soon. Yeah, feel free to jump in here, Simon, if we're all set up. Or I have more questions. I'm just having fun. All right. So <laughs> just, um, just, uh, just so the viewers know, um, the – Cards. Once they're opened, I'm going to be putting them in uh, in numbered bags like this, so so everybody's cards uh, get to the right person. So we will open up this first pack here, going from the top down. This is Copacetic's pack. Yep. Get excited, Copacetic. All right. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> open this ever so gently. Do we have dramatic like pack opening music? <laughs> Get, get the copyright from who wants a millionaire or something like that. I don't know what the, you know, whenever you're, <laughs> I can't do sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost your camera. So I don't know if that was just me or uh, for some reason, I don't see your camera anymore. Uh, nope, that's I'm, just me. I think Never mind. I'm still here. All right. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, guys, here we go. Fire away. Trying to open it delicately. <laughs> yeah, no, let's not create any dings here. Don't freak out if you pull a fancy Zion. I saw someone almost break a Michael Jordan in half when they pulled it out of the pack on YouTube. So uh, uh, try to try to keep your composure if we get like a big Zion auto or something. His cards are skyrocketing, skyrocketing now because of the the documentary, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. People are just finding out. Well, this guy was good. <laughs> we, right, should be, we should be buying his cards. All right, guys. Let me know if uh, if you see anything interesting here. Oh, zoom out a little bit. There we Good. go. Right there. Yep. Can you announce the names? Because I can't, I can't, I can see it. Like the, I can't read the, the lettering. Sure. Is that just me? Nasir Little. All right. Not a bad rookie. Uh, we get an emergent PJ Walker. What does that mean? Emergent. That's a certain like kind of like brand in the series. It's an insert, like a parallel. It's not the base. And we got Clyde Drexler here. The Glide. So, kind of a bust pack there. What was the best card in that pack? Probably the Nazir Little uh, rookie card. He Everyone kind of thought he was a steal of this draft. So Portland's one of those teams where rookies have a hard time getting minutes. If he you know can come out <laughs> and put something together here soon, he could see his values go up for sure. Uh, pack number two, Simon, is BH... Um, yeah, you struggle with this one too. <laughs> uh, Bahaman DFS, V H uh, Y M A N DFS. All right. M- my apologies for not to. Uh, I'm sure I butchered that. <laughs> Sounded pretty butchered, but uh, probably know, better. Probably better than than I did. So. I at least apologized. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you didn't call the wrong winner. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> we had our own Steve Harvey moment right there. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh man all right, good for Steve Harvey we got Derek White alright uh, Nick, uh, Nick Claxton yep we got a dominance card Nickel Jokic and we got uh, Justin Jackson so I'll let you guys be the judge of that pack White's pretty solid. San Antonio? Anybody? Fans? Who's your team, Josh? 
Um, I don't, I don't really have a team. I, okay. I mean, as a kid, I was, you know, child of the '90s, so I was a Bulls fan. But um, have you abandoned them because they're they're so uh, <laughs> terrible? Yeah. Teenage years, I was a big Garnett fan. Garnett, Kobe, those are my two guys. Uh, you know, in high school, um, and then LeBron. Been a huge LeBron fan ever since. Started watching him in high school. So. Garnett was good in that uh, that movie, the uh, Adam Sandler movie too. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. I, I still gotta watch that. <laughs> it was good. Oh, it's good. It, it's it, it's it's very stressful though. It's a very stressful watch. I'll say. Yeah. Um, why can't I think of the name of that movie for some reason? Simon, we actually Un- saw it together. Un- Uncut Gems. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> that was when our, back when we were able to go to the movie theater. What are the movies? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This uh, is, uh, this pack number pack, three, Simon, right? Pack number three. Yes. This is MSD 820. Let's do it. All right. Uh, this one feels like a Zion. I feel like it's due. We've already had two that were Zionless. All right. I like how you're opening the pack on camera too to make it just in case there's no. Uh... Yep, no shady business here. <laughs> All right, we got uh, oh Ben Simmons, but it's not his rookie, so who really cares? Oh, um, there's a good one. R.J. Go. Barrett, Stephen Adams, oh, and Stephen Adams is like 15 Dennis. brothers and sisters. Google Wikipedia Stephen Adams. It's <laughs> it's amazing. This guy's got a hell of a life. I, I talked over your sign. What else do we have? I apologize. I just got uh, excited. Dwayne Dedman was the last one. I'm going to take a second to put that R.J. Barrett in a little sleeve for the dude. Is there like one rookie, quote unquote, guaranteed per pack? Is that a thing or it just kind of works out that way? Um, yeah, I don't think there's a guarantee per pack. Okay. Um, per box, I believe it's you're going to get three, sil- three silvers and um, – then there's a pink pack um, where all 10 cards are the pink prism parallel. One of the 10 packs is called a pink pack. Well, uh, that's, the, that's an 11th. I believe. Oh, okay. Is that the 11th pack? Okay. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So all car, all the cards in that pack are, are a parallel card and they're the pink variation. There's different variations. This is a Walmart mega. So they're pink. You buy the same box at Target, they're red. Um, and different box variations have different color uh, parallels in them. Do they have different values? Yep. I mean, is like yeah. Walmart more desired than Target? Or is it, I mean, these like these are conversations? I think the pink and the red are pretty similar. There there was a hanger box uh, that you could buy that had, that was the only box that had the orange parallel in it. And those are, are pretty valuable, the orange ones. All right, this is number four. Gundala. Pack number four, Simon. This is Gundala. Gundala. All right, this is the Zion. It's happening. <laughs> I think. Maybe. I'm being optimistic. All right, here we go. Pascal Siakam. Love Pascal. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I can. Yep. Uh, R.J. Barrett, Instant Impact. Uh, Langston Galloway. So at Siakam's, it's not his rookie card, so it's people. It's just not as desirable. It's just how it works. Essentially, you want the rookie card, and more or less, that's it. 
pretty pretty much unless it's like uh, maybe a new team card uh, would be worth a little bit more yeah like this year's this year's prism is the first time lebron is in a laker uniform in prism so they're they're calling it his lakers rookie card for prism yeah so it's <laughs> it's uh shot up in value like last year it had the laker logo on it but he was in a cavs uniform still yeah um when Optic came out last year, that was the first card where he was in his Laker uniform. So Optic from last year is popular because that's the first Optic card where he's in his Lakers uh, jersey. This next pack, Simon, is going to uh, Taylor 20? Yep, Taylor 20. Pack number five. Looks like. What's, who's that signed baseball, Simon, that we're looking at, that we're staring at? <laughs> I see one on display straight straight oh, ahead. Oh, that's uh, that might be uh, Griffey uh, Jr. and Senior. Oh wow, same ball, yeah. nice. So we got uh, Oladipo. We got uh, Brandon Clark. All right. We got something here. St- uh, Stephen Curry, NBA finalists. Let's see. We got uh, uh, Rodians Curix uh, Curix, whatever the hell his name is. Have uh, Simon? Have any of them been silvers? The silver variation? I can't really tell from the camera. Uh, let's see. That Brandon Clark isn't bad. He uh, he was having a heck of a season before he uh, went down with injury. I'm not not seeing any <clears throat> in this one, Saki. But we'll uh, we'll check the backs of these two. Yeah, I believe uh, I believe there's three per box. Maybe they're backloaded or something if we haven't seen or, one yet. Or maybe one of them is a uh, Zion Silver in one of these future packs. <laughs> I I love that the first show we did, Simon was like, Yeah, I haven't really collected cars in a while. I don't really know what it's all about. Now he's just got stacks of cars <laughs> slittered across his office here. <laughs> uh, Simon, uh, did you tell him what you Devin, bought recently uh, or did, did they know what you bought recently? Uh, the Zion card? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show that one off a little bit here before I You showed me this pre show. Keep them in suspense a little bit longer on this uh, next pack. So I had this on my Targets article um, a couple weeks ago, and I had it at 850 for the uh, uh, for the higher uh, population one. I was able to get this one actually for that price, uh, raw Zion um, card. Uh, it's a purple version of the Select RPA. Uh, if you're a regular viewer, you know that we like uh, select on this show. So I was happy to get this uh, this card for uh, for that price, and uh, probably hold on to it for a year or so, and then try to try to sell it uh, next year. Very nice. Yeah. You know how uh, they say DFS players, you got to play your plays. You're touting the sports cards. You're buying the cards. You're touting there, Simon. I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. You got to do it. <laughs> this is number well, six. I used to. I used to. Um, I, I was heavy into sports cards as a kid, but I also owned a company with Don West about 10 years ago. Where we were sp- selling uh, sports cards online and we kind of gave it up for dead. And then uh, a couple years after that, I guess they um, started uh, resolving all the scarcity issues and making these cards worth something again. So last few months, I've just been uh, diving into it heavy and it doesn't take very much to get back into it uh, if you've done it in the past. It's uh, it's kind of like riding a bike and um, then just learning the different brands and the different variations and, and whatnot that you want to that you want to target. 
Yeah, people are curious. We had a nostalgic podcast not too long ago. Myself, yourself, and Don West. We talked some yep. cards and you know back in the nineties and things of that sort. So go ahead and check it out there in the uh, the RG YouTube channel. This is number six, Simon S S G O G I N E N I. Yes. Just just spell it, and you can't be too wrong. Yeah, and you guys can all. Viewers can see the uh, the names in the in the Discord channel too. The Art Roto Grinders Discord channel. Look in the uh, sports card uh, sports card channel. Let's All do right. it, Simon. What do you have for us? All right, we got Jaleel Okafor. Uh, we got Contavious Caldwell Pope. KCP. Uh, Brandon Ingram. And we got Kristop uh, Porzingis. Porzingis. So let's flip those around and see if we got any prisms. It'll say prism on the card here. Uh, that's somewhere on this card. There we go. There's this, the Brandon Ingram is a uh, is a prism. So what's that worth, Brandon? Uh, Ingram solid play, obviously uh, being a prism. How much? Is that, how does that change things? Um, so I can't, I couldn't tell if it was in a a Pelicans uniform or in a uh, Lakers uniform, but if it, if it's in a Pelicans uniform and he goes on to have a pretty good career there, it would be a a pretty valuable card. Cause as we talked about it earlier, it's his Pelicans rookie card. So, um, all of his original rookie would be in a Lakers uniform. Uh, this would be in in Pelicans, but it's also silver, which makes it uh, much more valuable as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the, the going market on Ingram's, uh, card is this year but the silver certainly helps it a lot um and the fact that he's having a kind of a breakout year this year or he was yeah i'm probably the only one to say this but i think ingram like if you squint really hard and you catch him at just the right time he looks like kevin durant sometimes (laughs) you know yeah you gotta catch him in the right moment but uh you know and i'm not saying he's kevin durant obviously but i think he has kind of sort of that potential or that upside to some degree um you know and he certainly has the opportunity as well yeah, number well, seven, Simon is a uh, uh, Wooten Fuchs. <laughs> like, is that correct? I think Which there's is, a, I think there's a play on that name somewhere. Yeah, I, why, that's why I went Fuchs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to be uh, <laughs> I had to be a little bit uh, careful with that one. I'm not sure uh, what I'm getting myself into if I, I made it. an executive decision on that last yep, uh, yep. syllable. Smart, smart move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got uh, uh, Harry Giles. That's one thing. These uh, these reflectors against the lights. It's it uh, makes it a little bit hard for everybody to read. Yeah, I'm having a hard time reading the names too, or even uh, yeah. Jalen uh, Howell. We got a Brandon Clark emergent. Brandon, can you speak to these inserts or Josh? Like, what what are these? Uh, are these worth anything? You want the base card. Um, the the inserts are are definitely a lesser value. Yeah. Um, but a Zion insert could still, you know, fetch 50 bucks. So it's not, it's not nothing, but you want, you want the base card. Okay. So no, uh, no silvers in there from the looks of it. That last player was uh, Vince Carter. What about Vince Carter's last card? Is that worth anything? <laughs> this has got to be it, right? <laughs> oh yeah. It's it? gotta be it. I don't think there's any uh, any evidence to back up the retiring card is is a super valuable <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm all for it. I, I uh, you know it's kind of weird that it's rookie or nothing sometimes, but uh, yeah. 
So I'm sure um, they'll start releasing some of his like in this year's set. You can you can still get you know Kevin Garnett cards, Allen Iverson cards. Um, so they still do release some veteran cards with every set. Yeah, we saw Clyde Drexler earlier. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty sure he's been out of the league for like 25 years, at least 20. All right, we got pack number eight here. Pack number eight, Simon, is uh, a Babimian 24. There you go. Good luck. All right. Clyde Juxer was seen getting worked in that Jordan documentary. I'm not sure if his car took a hit or not, but uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. We got Paul George. We got Jabari Parker. Uh, we got a Kawhi Leonard dominance card. All right. And we got uh, Josh Jackson. So let's check and see if we got any prisms in there. No prisms. All right. Do we probably have a prism in like one of those first five packs and we just missed it? Is that possible what happened there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There there may okay. have been uh there may have been a couple in those uh those first those first packs. How many have we seen so far? Two? Or one? Who's keeping score here? Uh one, I believe. One. But that means that G Sports thirty three. He's going to get one, maybe. He's going to have a pack full of them. <laughs> I'm not sure. So they uh, they announced the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire documentary here recently, and their Ooh. card prices are now going up. So nice. uh, apparently we don't need live sports, just uh, documentaries about what happened in the past. But like, that- we forgot this happened? Like, we all remember this <laughs> happening, right? Yeah. Well, with, uh, with remake culture, you know, like it makes sense, right? Like all the movies you see now are remakes of other movies. And- yeah. But yeah, they have that one coming up. They have, uh, I think it's Bruce Lee and uh, Lance Armstrong. I think the upcoming 30 for 30s. What do you have here, Simon? All right. We got Bruno. Uh, Caballo. Caballo, yes. Caballo. Caballo. Uh, Justin James. We got uh, Anthony Hardaway. Penny. Yep, looks like a classic card. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So let's flip these and see if we got a prism in there. <clears throat> yep, we got uh, Anthony Hardaway's a oh, silver Penny's prism. A silver. Yeah. Another guy in the Jordan documentary. <clears throat> I was also watching Blue Chips the other night. He was appearing in that. <laughs> Anybody seen Blue Chips with Shaq? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> what's the character's name what's his name uh shaq's character shaq's is like um it's like neon something ne- it's neon bobrich bobrich neon Bordeaux, Bordeaux? Bordeaux. neon Bordeaux or something. <laughs> if only there was a machine they could type this in and get the accurate <laughs> answers yeah all right <clears throat> we got uh big mike we got our our uh our winner our discord winner is getting a pack here now, right. if this doesn't have a Zion, I think we're pretty much illustrating why you want to buy the cards as singles as opposed to these boxes. But it's more fun to open them up. It is. Yeah. It is fun. You're, you're investing in a good time when you're, uh, when you're buying these packs. It's fun to open something up and get disappointed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but there was uh, 
There's definitely not $250 worth of cards that have been no. opened already. So it's disappointing. All right. So we got uh, Draymond Green. I'm going to write a letter to Panini. <laughs> oh, we got Kobe Wright, White, Rookie. Kobe White, that's a good one. Not a prism. Uh, we got uh, Darius uh, Baisley, Instant Impact. <clears throat> Some would say. We got uh, Allen Iverson. All right. All right, let's see if there's any prisms in there. No prisms. So you guys had some previous uh, that I was I did not partake in. Is this uh, not the first time you guys are doing this? And you actually hit hit on something good, or it's uh, the first no, time we're doing this? I, yeah, this is our first time doing it on the show. Uh, okay. I mean, those those pack breaks that you and I did on those other uh, those other shows were the only ones we've done. But um, yeah, this is the first for sports card grinders. So that's all right. Well, I mean, all we can do is open them up. It's not Simon's. But they're not. No letter. Don't don't get mad at Simon if you didn't get the cards you wanted. Yeah, don't, I don't want to. I don't want the angry emails. <laughs> that, so the last sale on that Kobe White rookie was fifteen bucks. Just to give okay. you an idea of uh, kind of what we're looking at there, and um, yeah, and that's raw. Yep. Yep. Instant offense off that bench there for Chicago. He's, he was coming on strong if you guys are playing DFS and. He's a he's a shooter for sure, so um, he probably will have the opportunity going forward as well. But uh, that it's kind of anticlimactic, right, Simon? I was hoping we would get you know hit on like this big card and then like, get all excited and yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like Dean, when when we look back at our history of opening packs on uh, on these shows, <laughs> I think the uh, the most exciting one that we got was a redemption card for uh, uh, for Bosa. Nick Bosa? Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick Bosa. So. Yeah. You're not pointing fingers, though, I hope. This is not you, you know, saying something indirectly. No, I'm thinking... Uh, <laughs> not call me a mush or anything, I hope. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So well, just... So... Was, oh, go ahead. I was just going to give the, the viewers a just an idea of what the difference between a raw and PSA 10 was. So on May 13th, a Kobe white PSA 10 rookie went for 170. So oh. it, it, it multiplied the value of it. Now these are rough numbers. You'd want to look at averages over a couple of weeks, but um, just to give you an idea of what the difference could be from a raw to a PSA 10. But the problem is if you get a PSA nine, instead of a 10, uh, you're not going to anywhere near that 170. So how much am I, uh, how much is PSA charging me to grade it? Uh, Josh, do you know I haven't submitted through them yet? Um, it's based on turnaround time. Uh, I think the cheapest is $15 maybe, and that's like 45 business days. Um, I what do, are they doing? 45 yeah, business days? So, Where is this being sent to? Where is their business and set it's, up? And it's, they're not hitting those metrics either. It's huh. 45 days is <laughs> not even close. I've had I've had about 40 cards um, at PSA since, uh, November. So, uh, even with the shutdown, they weren't, so you can't even blame it on pandemic before the shutdown. They weren't even on time. Um, there's stories of a million card backlog. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but, um, they're way behind. Uh, but I did submit to SGC and I did get them back yesterday actually. And I do have a Kobe white, um, and I got a 10 on it. So nice. SGC is, doesn't yet have the resale value of PSA 10. But I don't think I'll get 170 for that card, but um, I could probably get hopefully at least 100 for it. 
Josh, what, what were your thoughts on uh, on their grading? Like, uh, you sent in a bunch of cards to kind of test their test their. Yeah. Grading. What What did you find out? So I sent in fifteen cards. I got four tens. Um, one got a gold label. One of those four got a gold label, which is like their pristine um, level. Um, the Jordan cards I sent in, I've had since I was a kid, so I knew they weren't going to ten. Um, so it's just gauging like what do I think they should grade at versus what um, SGC thought, and I was pretty happy. I got a couple nines, a couple eights. So is it a sweat? Like when when you're ready to open it up, like you like you prepare like almost like a it's like a one or two second sweat, like seeing the grade, right? Like you're not ready. Yeah, to, you can get a nine, you can get a, you can get a ten. Yeah, I mean a nine to a ten is potentially hundreds or thousands of dollars. Um, especially for PSA because they're the, the, you know, most sought after, but uh, SGC actually sends you scans of the cards. So you could list them on eBay before you even have them. So I did on this one, see them beforehand. I think for my next order, I'm just going to do my best to wait and just open them and have the, you know, have the surprise for when I actually open them. So. I do want to mention one more time before you step aside and get out of here. Uh, again, uh, 20% off your first payment of a subscription to sportscardinvestor.com if you use the promo code GRINDERS. Uh, Brennan, if you can tell me, like, what do they do with that? Why, do, why would I want to get that subscription? What do I apply it for? How do I make, a, how do I make that worth my while? Sure. So when you when you think about best definitely from an investing perspective, but also from a collecting perspective as well, you want to make sure that, one, you're getting the best price for that card. And it's very hard right now with the tools out there uh, to find out what a card has been going for and where it's trending. So, uh, you know, market movers and and sports card investor allow you to track it over time. The price, you can compare it to other players and other variations of that same player. So information is king and and it's the simply the best information tool out there. I'll also say that there's some cards that are a little bit difficult to look up even in eBay's tool itself. For instance, um, you know, if it's a best offer, you see what they listed it at, but you won't see uh, what the offer was that they accepted. Uh, the market movers tool actually gives you that number. So, um, you know, just simply it comes down to information and it's just the best tool out there. And if you're going to be serious about this and invest a lot of money in it, um, getting the best price and being on the cards as they go up um, is 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 very crucial. And he also gives a lot of information around top top movers, card of the week. Uh, so there's just a lot in there for you to be well informed as you go into the market, which is is half the battle. Yeah, again, that's twenty percent off first payment subscription there at sportscardinvestor.com. Use the promo code Grinders. Uh, let the people know, Brandon, where where can they find you? What else uh, are you putting out there as far as sport card content? Sure. So you can find me on Twitter at the DFS advisor. Um, and then I also write for playingnumbers.com. Now I'm not doing a lot of sports card related stuff on playingnumbers.com yet. It's more around sports analytics. Uh, but I think as we get more information in the sports card industry, uh, I think analytics might be something that we can start to apply. So uh, you can find me in those two places if you want. Josh, same question. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Saki21 if you have any questions. Um, doing articles on RG and the show um, once a week at least, uh, one or two articles a week. So that's where you can find me. Simon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Yeti Boom Films, or just hit me up in the uh, the RG Sports Card Discord channel. 
And, uh, you know, I have put out a weekly article and video and then we, um, on the sports card section of the Roto Grinders page. And then we do this show once a week, every, uh, every Thursday. And next week we'll have, uh, sports card investor, Jeff Wilson on. So make sure to catch that episode. There you oh, go. Thanks. And, and, oh, go ahead. And also, I just wanted to add, uh, Mitchell Trubisky will be the starter for the uh, for the Bears at the beginning of the season. So you're taking a victory lap, Foles, Mr. Trubisky. If if the Bears wanted a starter uh, besides Trubisky, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have gotten Foles. They would have got Cam Newton. So put your thinking caps on. It's not going to be Nick Foles at the beginning of the season. Simon, you know George Costanza has taught us that you're supposed to close strong. You're supposed to end strong, right? And you're ending with Mitch Trubisky. So yep, yep. And, that's and with a dud, man. That's where you're planting your flag uh, for Simon, for Brennan, for Josh, for Devin, the D train producing the show. Uh, thank you so much. We much appreciate you guys watching. Uh, thank you for participating. Uh, sorry if you didn't get the card you wanted. Your cards will be in the mail soon enough. With that, thank you for watching for Sports Card Grinders. We're out of here. Over. Ever wonder why we don't use spokespersons to tell you about NCA? One of the reasons is that we think you get a pretty good feeling about who you might want to do business with when you hear them talk. I'm Shooter Stein, president of NCA. Landline monitoring starts at just $9.95 a month, and cellular monitoring starts at just $19.95 a month. If your existing security system is compatible, there are no fees to convert to NCA. We can also install a new system for you at a great price. Call us today at 615-777-7NCA or visit us at nca.cc, license number 645. En Tyson Fresh Meats, contamos con los miembros de nuestro equipo, sus familias y esta comunidad. Y ellos cuentan con nosotros. Nos comprometemos a tomar medidas de precaución adicionales para proteger a nuestro equipo. Gracias a su trabajo, Estados Unidos puede alimentarse. A los granjeros y a los ganaderos independientes, a los miembros del equipo de nuestras instalaciones de procesamiento de alimentos, a los supermercados que han mantenido sus puertas abiertas y a los restaurantes que envían comidas a nuestros hogares, estamos con ustedes.